up, mamas? It's Tanika Ray. I was a television host for 20 years before my entire life blew up when I had a baby. Shifting gears from red carpets to a gig called Mom required a whole new game plan. The carefree, globe-trotting boss babe me was suddenly in search of a mommy tribe to help me navigate the inevitable fumbles and fails of raising a kid. Mama Stay with Tanika Ray is a sanctuary for the mommy collective, where we amplify our self-love and self-care, trade tips on raising conscious kids, help each other fine-tune our boundaries, and celebrate the highs while forgiving ourselves for the lows in the wild, 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 wild world of mommying AF. Well, we finally made it through award season 2023. It was pretty incredible. I'm not sure if you watched the Oscars and the Grammys and the Image Awards, and there were a couple others. There were some incredible places honoring artists and creatives and producers and visionaries and influencers. It was a really wonderful award season. Of course, for me, it was very different. I've spent almost 20 years on the red carpets of Hollywood interviewing everybody that attends these very fabulous affairs. Yes, that life was very sparkly. I was on the road all the time. I was on a red carpet all the time. I had glam, looking fabulous, connecting with some of your favorite stars. It was fantastic. It's just, it was time to move on. You know when you get that gut feeling. You know when you've done everything that you've set out to do. You've checked a lot of goals off the list in that position that you are so proud to be in. But now what? So I took a really bold move and I decided to finish out an incredible journey in entertainment reporting. And I was excited because I got to do things that I really, truly loved. I love connecting with people who are extraordinary. I love being able to dress up and serve the public, really, because I was your liaison on that show to your favorite stars. Outside of asking who you're wearing and who you're dating and what the project is and all those things that are pretty standard on the red carpet these days, I wanted to know more. I wanted to dive into who they really were behind the celebrity mask. That was what I love to do. And I, I've been able to do that time and time again with people like Robin Williams. You can check that out on my YouTube page. And the most iconic interview I probably ever did was with Nipsey Hussle and Lauren London. It was at the Grammys a couple weeks before he lost his life. That was a special moment. I love connecting and bringing people out of their shells and out of their celebrity, you know, representative to like an authentic place where the people at home can go, oh, I love them even more. That's the part of the job I really loved. All the other stuff, (laughs) You guys can keep it. Now, I'm not going to go into detail here, but I will say if you've happened to have seen the Apple TV show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon on it, well, you may see a glimpse into the world that I had to live in and work in and operate in and survive and thrive in. So that's all I'll say about that. 
Check it out. It's an extraordinary series on Apple TV called The Morning Show. Oof, I get triggered by watching that show, but it is incredible. And you will get a real good glimpse inside the world of entertainment, even though it's The Morning Show. Very, very similar. But yes, so I decided, what do I really love in this job? It's connecting. And I really wanted to do that with women, especially women who are often silenced because of raising kids or silence because they're running companies or silence because men just don't like us talking. That became a passion of mine, especially women who are not only raising children, but rocking the world. Up today, speaking of my red carpet history, one of my favorite people to interview is somebody that I danced with back in the 90s, back in the day, and somebody I've always had a lot of respect for. He had a very complicated year last year, in particular at the Oscars. I'm speaking about superstar Will Smith. Yes, his behavior was unacceptable, but he is a man who is doing his own work. He is going inward to figure out how he can break himself from the generational trauma that may have contributed to his actions last year. But regardless of all that, I've known Will's first wife for a couple years now, and she's adorable and fabulous and really, really sweet. And all of us have been admiring the way that Will, Jada, and Cherie have been co-parenting together since Jada and Will got married. It's been the topic of conversations in magazines and television shows. We're all sort of inspired. So I really wanted to talk to Cherie, not only being a businesswoman, a reality TV star, a mother, but a mother of a son who reaps the benefits of one of the most famous fathers on the planet. Also, How does she juggle having a grown son these days and being on a reality show where all of her business is in the streets? So much to talk about. And of course, we talk about that moment at the Oscars. Please welcome to the mic, Cherie Zampino. Wow. Okay. Let's dive in. You have so much going on and I'm so excited to have you. One, because you guys are the poster children of co-parenting and that is such a huge conversation here on Mama's Day. You are gorgeous and you just said your age, which is, honey, they don't, they don't know about us. They ain't ready for it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) You are a full young 55 years old, which... If you let society tell us 55 is the Golden Girls. Oh, gosh. Is that what they were? Were they in their 50s? What? Yes, ma'am. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. <laughs> wait, we remix the 50s, baby. Was, wait, wait a minute. I wasn't ready for that. Hold up. <laughs> yeah, you got to take a moment. It's wow. really Yeah, it's not, um, you know, my 55 is not the 55 that I grew up seeing. And I think that's that's the trigger when it comes to because we know what we made it mean. And then we find ourselves here and I'm like, but that ain't it. It's it's a whole other ball game. You know, I'm just getting started. I knew you were going to say that. And that is we all feel that way. Like, okay, we've, we've grown. We're grown now. 
What does 55 mean to you? Who are you at 55? It's crazy because like age really just is a number and um, you still do the work. You know, I'm doing more work than I've ever done. Work meaning on oneself, my spirituality coming into my own and just being divinely aligned. And I'm telling you, I am excited for the first time in a long time. I am excited. Yeah, I'm excited about the future and um, just the possibilities and the opportunities and just really what God has in store. I feel like where I sit right now in this very moment, I have never been more aligned with who God has created me to be. I've never been more aligned with that. And that is everything. Everything. For you growing up, we don't, I don't know much about you pre-being married to Will back in the 90s. Where did you grow up? Who was little Cherie? Upstate New York. So I'm from Schenectady, Schenectady, New York. You know, my mother was a single parent. My dad was around. My dad is Italian. My mother's Black. So there was that dynamic. You know, I mean, I dealt with a lot of racism in the family and uh, like on my dad's side. And let me tell you what's really interesting. I got to say this. This literally was a discovery two days ago. So I tell the story and I've made peace with him. This is my father's father, my biological paternal grandfather. I didn't meet him until I was 16 years old because he didn't want, he just couldn't accept, he didn't want, you know, anything to do with black grandchildren. And um, my mother, on my mother's side, I had such a loving grandfather, you know, so I had everything I needed. So often we, we focus on what we feel we didn't have, that we overlook what we did have. I don't want what I didn't have or the lower moments of life to speak louder than the blessings. But I'm just coming into my real fullness and wholeness in this season of my life. That's how it works. They got to stop telling us that it's over. And they love to tell women, oh, you're 50, it's done. And it's really not. We're showing out every second. This, my graduating class is Gabrielle Union, Tracy Ellis Ross, Shaq, Eminem. We all turned 5-0 what? in 2022. 5-0. And we're like, how can you tell us what we are? We are extraordinary, honey. <laughs> we're wearing our, our sexy little dresses. We trying to be cute, girl. You can't tell us. And and listen, I'm telling you, listen, ain't no stopping us. Age is really, it's just, it's just a number. What are you going to make it mean? I'm thriving at 55. What? I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what God has for me. And I feel it. Like I feel a confident expectation. I feel that so many powerful, good things are coming. They have to because I'm in alignment. And when you're in alignment, they, if they're drawn to, they have, they're waiting on me. Hello. Please explain to people what that means because I just threw an event on Sunday where I'm helping people understand that there are self-care rituals that we can engage in so that we can keep our muscle of being with ourselves, of evolving very, very strong. What are some of your rituals? Because I think people feel very alone and they feel very lost. Like if it's not going to church, what outside of going to church can they do to strengthen themselves, to get in touch with themselves and to heal? 
First of all, your rituals have to be daily. I mean, it has to be a daily practice. You might go to church twice a week, Bible study, you go to to Sunday service, but this is every day. So one of my rituals, I'm going to go back looking in the mirror, looking in the mirror every day and affirming myself, telling myself how wonderful I am, how powerful, how, how beautiful, how capable, how loving, all of that. It's just reaffirming yourself every day. I do that every day, prayer every day. And now I'm into, I do meditation. And that was the hardest thing in the world for me because I've always been so busy. And even like as a kid, I rocked. I literally couldn't. I mean, I remember I would rock. I would rock. I would sit in the chair and and couch being up against the wall and neighbors next to us. And I'd be rocking so hard that the neighbors would come over and say, you know, I don't know what's happening, but our pictures are falling off the wall. <laughs> that's Cherie's energy over there. Funny, that's fire up in here. Yeah. That's fire up in here. But I didn't know what to do with it. You know, as a kid, and thank God nobody ever put me on medication. And not that I'm downing medication. I definitely think we over-medicate. And that's- 100%. But never was on it. But still, my mind was so active. And, and last year, oh my God, it was like, what what is happening? My mind was just, I was so completely distracted. Always. Everything was always taking me out of my center. I was always being pulled and I'm still working on, I'm still working on that. But meditation has really helped because it's the practice of being still. It's the practice of quieting your mind, not thinking about everything. We always, we're constantly like just trying to take the control back from God by by trying to work everything out, figuring everything out. There's no peace in that surrender. Surrender is a daily practice. And when I find my mind drifting or when I find myself having an emotion, it's not me. It's like a cloud passing by. The cloud is not the sky. The cloud is in the sky. So not being identified with those things, really just living in my freedom. Mm, That's so beautiful. That's God's promise. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. We are born to be free, but that's the fight. We have to fight for our freedom. We have to choose joy. We really yeah. do. And, and I don't think anybody on a, on a big level has explained that to us, that it's our choice. If you watch the news, we'll all be sick every single day. We've I got to, girl, we I got never to- watched. Yeah. Instagram grieves the mess out of me. Instagram, I'm literally, I'm in it. I'm out. The world is so noisy right now. There's so much. Everybody's pulling for your attention. And literally, when I turn on Instagram, I I don't need to see your behind. I don't need to see that. Why? It's like, I feel like everybody's trying to seduce me. What in the world is going on? What is happening? I don't need to see you work out. I don't need to see the crack in your behind. I don't need to see that. I'm really big on curating your Instagram feed so that it is only lifting you up, expanding your thought, like you've got to cut out the noise. And I, I've been adamant about that since 2020. I'm like, oh, this is where the poison gets into my system. Too. Poison. That's yeah. the word. That's exactly what it is. And it started to become extremely overwhelming. I was like, what is happening? Like, what is going on with me? Last year, I was in a very, very challenging, challenging space. How did you survive that? Well, just getting the tools, you know, figuring it out. There is a lot of good information. YouTube, I love. I'm on YouTube all the time, all the time, because there's so much good information. 
Eckhart Tolle. I oh. learning to just he, that was that was helpful in my Christianity. Sometimes you feel like, oh my God, I'm not supposed to do that. Like, get the tools. Please speak on that because you are a Christian woman. I'm a spiritual woman. And those two things can exist simultaneously. There are tools that you can add on to your Christianity. Please explain that for, for people who are, oh, I don't want to meditate. That's the devil's plate. I mean, there's so many bad narratives on expanding your spirituality. Help us. This is what I will say, because I want to be very careful in that, because I want to respect where people are in their process. If something grieves you, like Eckhart, I wasn't ready for him a couple of years ago. I, I just, I wasn't. But in this season of my life, yes. You know, so I listened to him for maybe about a year and a half. And that really, really helped me. I'm in the process too of redefining, really being set free and being true to myself. I don't want to tell people things are right and things are wrong for them. That is a decision. You have to feel like you're called in a certain direction. But I will speak for me. It hasn't compromised my love for Christ. It hasn't compromised that that's my Lord and Savior. It's compromised none of that. When you're caring for you and you're coming in a more whole space, everything is intensified. Everything is magnified. Things are reinforced. I'm not questioning or doubting that. Like Christ is reinforced to me. I understand more why I believe. Once I get certain things under control, like I said, the wandering of, of my mind, the continually being agitated and, and, and being pulled away by every little distraction. Girl, I'll be sitting here with you, see a crumb in the corner. The crumb will take me out. I got to get up, pick the crumb up. It's It's like, no, nothing should have that much power over you. But I do want to see people free because we are to be set free. My mission right now, and whatever way your freedom comes, let's let's find it. And a lot of times we don't even understand we're our own captors. We are putting the shackles on ourselves Absolutely. and following along these, these ways of doing things that are antiquated, that don't work, that yes. no longer serve us in 2023. Take those shackles off. Take those shackles off. And you can't tell everybody your business because people will judge you. And I think that's what people think. Like, I don't want to do this because, oh, what are my Christian friends? What will they think? Nobody should know your every move. Now, I'm not saying don't have accountability. Yeah, I think accountability is good. Having an accountability partner or people that you can check in with. But everybody doesn't have to know everything. Yeah. Get that healing first. And then worry about what people think about you. Listen, I got two therapists right now. Okay. I'm getting it in. When I tell you part of the work, a lot of times is solitude. Be still, be still and know there's so much that you get in stillness and everybody can't come. I say that all the time. Everybody can't come. It is something, it's such a simple statement, but it's real. When I look on Instagram and people want to fight with me over something so minimal. You just have to sit back, keep swiping and realize not everybody can come. In my opinion, we are in a spiritual battle right now. Yes. Always. Always. But it's, it's heightened. Now. It's heightened it now. It's intense. It's intense. And each one of us is going to be evaluated individually. Yes. So 
Don't worry about what your friends are doing. If you feel like you need to meditate with Deepak Chopra, do it. If you feel like you need to get some crystals, do it. Tell me, you're, as a Christian woman, when you started having therapy, was that a battle for you? Because that right there is like, oh, we can't do therapy. I started doing therapy before I was a Christian. So no. So therapy, mm-mm. No, I, I don't have, I have no stigma on therapy whatsoever. This is the other thing too. I personally, I've been a Christian since what, 99. So I've been walking. With That's when I was dancing with Will, 99. Oh, God, that's funny. That that's when I did getting jiggy with it at the, the opening of the Grammys with Will. Oh, no, it was 98. That was 98. Wow. That was look yeah. at that. Look at that. So I've been walking with the Lord for a while. And what, what God did is he downloaded in me. I don't take credit for this. I had such a and still still do. It was dormant for a while. But I just have such a passion to know God. I absorb so much content. I'm always studying something, uh, listening to, to different things, praying in my still space with, with God. So I'm at the place where I believe I can spit out the bones and eat the fish. So some of the things that I do, I wouldn't tell people, oh, you have to try. That would be irresponsible of me. It is a personal journey. You know, yes, we can learn from other people, but my methodology might not work for you. You have to find it for yourself. But I will say what what helps me is breathing. Just being still with my breath, man, that's a game changer for me. That has been a blessing because what it does is when my mind drifts, it just gets me, it gets me right realigned just instantly. So you got to find what works for you. Everybody has to work out their own salvation. Let's move into co-parenting. You can call it what you want to call it. I, I say single mom, but I definitely had, you know, I mean, I had a village, of course. Dad was always around. We had bonus mom. So I granny, my mother, my grandmother. So I d- absolutely didn't do it by myself. Will afforded me a lifestyle to be able to stay at home with my child. And that I am forever grateful. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. I got to do that. I got to be there with him day in, day out, take him to his games. I was a soccer coach at one point. I love that you give Will credit for, because that's a big part of the puzzle that we all would love to spend time at home with our kids I don't necessarily want to homeschool, but I definitely want to be there whenever she... No, 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 no. School, no, school, no, no, no. School is for the parent. It ain't for the kids. School, school, that's for me. That's for my sanity. Get your butt to school. No, no. Homeschool was not even an option with Trey. Trey was like five kids rolled into one. Mm -mm. Well, I met him back in the day, you know, and I'll never forget. We were somewhere doing a video and he's like, I will, son. We're like, we know. Hi, hi, sweetie. He's just so proud of his dad. And he knew that 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 gave him access to special privileges. That's why he would shout that out. He was that was better. Listen, mama didn't raise no fool. That boy was smart. <laughs> like, what? Move yeah. out the way. I'm coming. The offspring. <laughs> smart. I remember we went one time we went to was in Vegas and there was this kids club that he loved at the MGM. And he was probably about six years old. So I, it was him and his friend. So I went to drop them off. 
the lady said, I'm sorry, we're just so full. We're at maximum capacity. We can't take anymore. And he was like, I'm Will Smith's son. He looked, at his, he looked at his friend. He said, I don't know about him. And I'm Will Smith's son. And I was like, I was looking at him like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And the lady was like, oh, well, wait a minute. Let me give you a pager. Take this. So he knew. Honey, it's all the lesson he, he needed. He learned that it worked. So he would use it to his advantage. We laugh about all the time because we're like, yes, you are Will Smith's son. You better carry that with all the love. You worked that, honey. You worked that. (laughs) But how do you parent a child? I've asked a lot of, we have celebrity, we have uh, moms that have celebrity kids on this pod a lot. How do you raise a kid who knows that he can have whatever he wants? How do you keep the boundaries and the discipline going when he, he can he can just call daddy and have the world? No, he can't. We didn't play those games. We we didn't do that. And I'm glad that Will, because Will could have very easily fa- fallen into that because of his absence. A lot of times parents give, give, give because they're guilty. And what you do is you take the kid's motivation away. You can't do that. You can't just give, 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 because then they'll be very entitled. They'll have these crazy expectations. So we didn't play those games. So we really, like my grandmother, myself, we kept him very, very grounded. But his life was his life. We'd be G, what, G4? Was it G? Is that, I didn't even know. The Mercedes? No, I'm talking about private planes and stuff. He'd oh. be people. Like, I remember one time I took him, because I didn't fly private. His That wasn't on my side. I didn't do that. And the uh, first time we got on a plane, he was like, what, what all, why are all these people here? <laughs> like the little boy. Oh, little boy. Yeah. He, he was very, very interesting, but you keep, you keep them grounded by checking them and not letting their head get big, not let them think that they're better than anybody. I remember one time we left, it was Chuck E. Cheese or something. And I had his hand. We're in the parking lot. His friend is holding his mother's hand. And, you know, I'm going to, we're going to our car. They're going to their car. And Trey says, and he didn't know the difference between a Mercedes and a Ford. He just visually, our car looked nicer. So he said, ha ha, we have a better car than you. Girl, I listen, when I tell you, I'm surprised his arm still works to this day because I yanked his little hand and I said, you don't ever, don't you ever try to shame anybody or make somebody feel bad about what they have or what they don't have. I've never had another problem like that out of Trey. And if you meet Trey, if you like my son now, he is the most like he's so humble He's so humble and loving and he doesn't take it too seriously. Be grateful. That's what you want. You want them to be grateful for it. Then he went through a process where uh, like a phase where he felt guilty for being so blessed. Now you don't want that either. When was that? Oh gosh. I want to say, I don't know, maybe, maybe about 10 years ago. He went through a phase where he just he was carrying a little guilt and he didn't want people to know who his father was. Mm -hmm. He didn't want that. Listen, there is no perfect situation. Every life, every no matter where you are, where you're born, who your parents are, every existence has challenges. 
what a blessing that God not only made it so that you can stay home with him, but made it so that he is so proud of somebody to look up to. You know what I mean? Who the world loves. That gives you so many advantages and so many steps forward as a community in the co-parenting space. Because like I said, we're all like hashtag goals. We're all looking at you guys in how you co-parent. What was the hardest part of co-parenting with your now ex-husband, his new wife, and Trey is what, 12? When, no, when they got married? When Jaden and yeah. Will got married? No, uh, Jaden and, and Trey are only six years apart. <gasps> I'll tell you, Jada, they started dating when we were still going through our divorce. So Jada's been around forever. What was that like, knowing that she was famous, he was famous, you guys are working on your divorce? Complicated? It was a lot. It's a lot. We're going through a divorce. So now what, what happens is, is we're going to do life differently. So we have to figure that out. And then Jada is in the, the picture, but I would, it's, it was probably, I'm going to say it was probably easier that way. Now that I'm thinking about it versus if say if we, if we had figured it out, this is how we're doing life. And then he brings somebody else. And now you have to incorporate that. It all happens so quickly. So we just figured it all out. So we're going to love these children. You know, when the other children started to come in, I don't know. It just, it just kind of worked itself out. You know, it's not always easy. And I think that Jade and I knew early on, Will is definitely the head in the sense he oversees but we set the tone. We set the tone for the relationship. If we're bickering, then that's going to be what's hovering over this blended family. If we get along and there's peace between us, then that infiltrates everything. And you were aware of that already from at such a young age? To a large degree, yes. I knew when when Will and I, when 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 that relationship was over. I'm like, it's about, it's about Trey now. It's about Trey. We had our chance. You know what I mean? Now it's about him. Jada was amazing with, with him. My only expectation was for her to be good to my kid. She's good to my kid. We're good. We have no problems. You don't have to like me. You got to respect me because I'm his mother, but you don't have to, we don't have to be all friendly and it doesn't, but it has to be cordial. It has to be respectful. And we've surpassed that, thank God. But she was on the same page. She came in, never never did she reject him. I never got the sense that he felt, that Trey felt he wasn't welcome. Mm -hmm. That's big. I never got. So, I mean, she was in his life three years before Jaden came along. There was a point where he, he started, he wanted to call her mom. How did that go? God is so good because the insight, immediate insight, I heard it and I knew exactly what it was. That time, Jaden and Willow, Willow might not have been in the picture. I don't remember, but Jaden was definitely in the picture. And I knew that that was Trey's way of now trying to figure out his place in that family dynamic. Right. So he's trying to figure it out. I'm secure. And my role and position in his life, him calling her mom never bo- ne- it never bothered me. 
Really? It never bothered me. Not once did it bother me. I remember when he said it, I had a friend there and she was like, so after she's like, oh my God, did that? I said, it really, it really didn't. Because again, I think God just gave me divine understanding. Because even saying that, it would seem like, wow, that should have triggered. It wasn't even a little bit of a trigger. It was just instantly, I got it. And the fact that he wants to call her mom, if she was terrible to him, he wouldn't be trying to call her mom. You understand what I'm saying? So you have to see it that way. Don't you want your kids to be happy? Don't you want your, your children to feel like they're accepted, that they're loved? Don't you want that? I, I, I never understood that. I never understood how I'm going to compete. You know, why we do that? Why we compete as, as a woman? Why am I going to compete with her? Why am I going to, you know, be upset with my child because he loves her? She was such an ally for me, too. Like, if I couldn't get a response from him quick enough, I'm like, I'm calling Jada. I'd be like, yo, don't, don't get my wife on me. That's not playing fair. <laughs> Then do what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you're supposed to do it. I ain't got to get your wife on you. You've watched each other evolve. Will's grown so much. You've grown so much. Jada's grown so much. Mm-hmm. It was a little complicated last year. Yeah. 2022. How did you as a mom navig- help your son navigate that rough time back in February of 2022? I don't believe it was rough for Trey. I've never been a mother to fret her child. I'm not going to ask you a million questions. I'm not going to interrogate you. I've never done that. I'm going to be here when and if you need me, I'm here. He didn't miss a beat. Trey is an interesting and I mean, I would check and I was like, are you OK? He's like, like, yeah, like I should. Is there something going on? Life. Wait, so it didn't it didn't affect him like the whole world has hasn't even stopped talking about it yet. Nope. And Trey, because he's so used to things coming in and out of the news cycle. He doesn't pay attention to a lot of stuff. He's very he's intentionally disconnected from the BS, from the he don't pay attention to this stuff. Now, I mean, he knew, obviously, right. but it didn't he didn't Trey didn't miss a beat. That's amazing. I wonder if it's because he knows who his father is at the core. I'm sure. I found myself in these very strange conversations because he is by far, and I worked with Aaliyah, Backstreet Boys, Brandy, everybody as a dancer. And he was by far our favorite employer because Mm. he respected what we, his dancers, brought to the table. He was so kind. I'll never forget when we went to New York, he got all of us our own rooms at the Waldorf because he loved what we, he just, it was respectful. Right. And that's who he is. And that's, That's, you know how many stories I wish I had a dollar for every story that, you know, that people say, Oh, he's, I wish, you know, but that's, that's who he is. So he's allowed to be human. He's allowed to be human. So Trey didn't skip a beat. Did you? I did. Yeah. And especially last year, I was so sensitive. Like I, and still, like I feel, I just feel everything because I'm, I've been told I'm an empath. I didn't even know, but I do. Hello, empath. I understand. Trust me. It's it's rough out here for an empath. (laughs) Yes. I feel everything. So I just wanted to know that he was good. 
because Trey was good. And it was hard. It was hard to hear some of the things that people were saying. And it made me angry. Mm. I, I did because how people, you can literally serve and sacrifice and devote your life to putting a smile on people's face. And one thing, and I'm not going to minimize, you know, but it's to see people turn so quickly hurt my heart. Yeah. However, the flip side of that is we mentioned earlier how, what an intense season this is. So sometimes what happens is the wheat and the tares need to be separated so that your tribe, the people that are really, really for you Mm. can stand for you. It's weeding out. And that's a good thing. And a lot of times we need to prune, we need to weed. So I looked at that as that's exactly what that is. It's a pruning. It's a necessary pruning. Yeah. We need to surrender to to all the chapters and sometimes friends, even when friends sort of we stray, we need to surrender to that and and love the moments that we had together. So Trey's okay. You had some moments. Did you check in with Will? Oh, mother. Yeah. Oh, like just, just, I mean, not, not, not for Trey. I didn't check in with Will for Trey. Cause I mean, I have a direct connection, you know what I mean? To, so, but just, just sending, you know, and I always do that anyway like a prayer, whatever I'll send, you know, we'll send funny videos or different things. How you uh, just checking in like a, a checking in. And, and let me tell you, he's, he's superhuman. That, that's all I can say. He's just, he's superhuman. And um, he's got, he's got a, a capacity that I don't understand because I don't have that same capacity and God has given him a grace to do what he needs to do and nothing will stop him. You know, nothing will stop him. Agreed. We're all praying for just this moment to pass so he can get back to his good work. Listen, everything, this too shall pass. It does. It's in the past. It is what it is. and, and, And you keep moving. You keep growing. You keep loving. Thanks for hanging out, Mama. I know how little time we have in our day to honor ourselves, and I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. Make sure you click like, rate, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you think about today's show and what you want to hear going forward. Remember, mommying is a gift and you're doing a kick-ass job. So, woosah and mama stay. Hold up. 